and welcome back to the luxury of self-care. Whether you're on the go or lounging with a glass of wine, this is the perfect podcast to dive into. From relatable topics to all people and things who inspire and empower me on a daily basis. I'm Anastasia, your host, and today's episode is entitled, Admitting When You're Wrong. First off, I was so excited to do this episode today that I went on my walk with Miko this morning, poured myself my coffee, and so I'm not drinking La Croix today. I am drinking my fabulous Nespresso coffee with a little bit of oat milk. Yes, oat milk. That is my new kryptonite. And I was like, I'm going to sit down in front of the mic and I'm going to record this episode right now. And I am not lying. It is before 8 a.m. So I am revved up and ready to go because this is such an important topic. And for some reason, I feel we identify apologies as being a feminine trait. They always kind of get this bad rep that it's it's a compassionate trait. And I think it's also a really strong masculine trait too. It just depends on how you look at it. I myself, as someone who does tend to have a lot of feminine traits, constantly find myself saying, girl, stop apologizing, which is also a fabulous book. Thank you so much, Rachel Hollis. A little shout out for you there. But we're constantly learning how to avoid saying the words, I'm sorry, right? But I do want to admit that there is a way to go about doing it. And there are, there is strength in admitting when we are wrong. And I think a lot of us lose sight of the apology, the constant, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Because for those moments, yes, try to use different words and different phrases. And personally, my favorite one to use instead of apologizing if you're late, thank you so much for your patience. Or if it's taking you a long time to complete a task, thank you so much for your patience. Because then we flip it into a positive as opposed to making us look weak and negative by saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm late or I'm so sorry, I'm so... No, you're a strong, independent human and you are allowed to be behind and it's not always your fault. So don't always take the blame for stuff. But when it is our fault, how do we go about that whole I'm sorry because or I'm sorry I was wrong? And today's episode is going to touch base on that type of apology, that type of strength. It takes to do those four little words, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. We all know that uncomfortable feeling when we suddenly realize a mistake has been made and we are the culprit. In that moment, we have a choice to make. We can either admit we are wrong and accept the consequences or we can hide the truth and hope no one notices. For me personally, the former sounds like someone with a lot more strength. We are always so quick to blame and put the focus on others when they are at fault, right? I've I've been there. We've all been there. We can constantly point the finger at someone else when they've done something wrong. And for many of us, admitting when we're wrong is one of the hardest things to acknowledge to others and even to ourselves. More likely than not, it seems easier to hide the truth. Many of us hesitate to admit fault. I know I have. Though the easy way out isn't always the right resolution. Others will view us differently when we admit we're wrong and in the end may even respect us more as their leader when they know 
that we too are at fault from time to time. If I were to tell you that your relationships with others will be better through admitting your own faults, you may chuckle and think, yeah, right, Stasi. But let's think about it in more depth. Aren't most of your strong relationships built on this level of trust? And when that trust is broken, isn't that relationship suppressed or even completely diminished? Let's take us off the spotlight for a minute. Have you ever been in a situation where you asked someone if they did something and they stood there lying to you saying that they didn't? Now, given the scale of the situation and the lie, don't you lose respect for them in that moment because they are breaking your trust? In all honesty, it almost feels like it's more important to that person to be right and to stand their ground about being right than have an honest and open relationship with you and admit they're wrong. Are we seeing how it's starting to open up and blossom and we're recognizing that the stronger person is the one who admits that they're wrong? When we admit being wrong, we show others that trust is something that we value. We gain respect in those relationships because we prove that we are approachable and others can come to us to admit their mistakes when they are at fault. Some believe as a leader to admit your wrong shows signs of weakness. To those of you, I say this. As a leader who hides their mistakes only adds weakness to your entire organization, whether it be a business, a relationship, family, if you aren't admitting your mistake, then you are only taking time to wrongfully accuse others for whatever goes wrong. This means you end up playing the blame game with your team members, undermining your relationships with them entirely. That person that you're blaming knows it wasn't their fault, and then you look like the fool who continues to put blame on the innocent. But know this, we're all human, and we have and will continue to make mistakes throughout our lifetime. It's inevitable. However, making a mistake over and over and over again is not assisting you in learning or growing from that set mistake. Once we make a mistake, state the problem aloud and take responsibility for it. Articulating the mistake assists us in defining what went wrong and motivates us to be better next time. If I may, I would suggest that you find a way to journal or have some type of inner monologue about what occurred when you make your next mistake. Make note of where it went wrong, how you could approach it differently, and what you would like to do next time to result in a different outcome. I do this all the time. And in gain respect through admitting we are wrong all comes from one simple factor. And that is to just simply say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Four powerful words. I have some family members that I still have never heard either of those statements emerge from their lips. Not even in combination, just individually. And in all honesty, over the years, I have slowly lost more and more respect for them each time they divert from admitting they were wrong. What I learned to enjoy about admitting when I personally am wrong is I am able to show others that I am working towards change. I think that's pretty powerful when we can acknowledge we are still working to become better. Continuing to learn and grow in each instance, whether it be a right or wrong outcome. 
I am able to show everyone around me I wish to earn their respect instead of demanding it through false reality, claiming I'm perfect and I am without fault. That seems so unhumane, right? Truly, I'm not a god. I am not perfect. I mess up. I make mistakes. And I'm able to show everyone around me that I want to earn their respect. Hopefully, I've persuaded a few of you to begin this journey. But now let's address the how. How do we go about doing this? So even if we can now agree that admitting we are wrong and we're sorry is something that we should do, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. So let's work on three fairly simple steps and I'll break them down each individually. So first, when we make a mistake, let's begin with an inner monologue and admit the truth to ourselves. If you don't believe you're at fault and attempt an apology, it will be nowhere close to seeming genuine to the recipient. But if you take an internal moment with yourself, you have time to walk through any issues you will have with your delivery. You have time to work the ins and outs of how you want to phrase the sentence. You have time to figure out the why you're apologizing, why you feel you're wrong, and all the ways that you can go about saying it. You can also remind yourself that being wrong only makes you human and there's nothing wrong with you. You just made a mistake. Secondly, finding the beauty in clarity and simplicity. This is something I personally often struggle with. Clarity and simplicity. So we have deciphered that we must say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But we need to get a bit more specific in order to say what we're actually sorry for. Sometimes apologies will proceed into a discussion in order to get resolved. Sometimes you have that back and forth, right? Once you break that ice and you start to apologize and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong because, then that person will have a rebuttal to that and a rebuttal to that. And you'll have a full conversation before the whole situation is resolved. And I think we all know those people that, will admit that they did something wrong, but they never actually say the words, I'm sorry. Those two words tend to be the most difficult words to say sequentially. I'm throwing yourself out there and sorry. This word that we resonate with as a sign of weakness. So saying I'm sorry in combination sequentially just like that is probably one of the hardest things that we have to say sometimes. Lastly, in order to move forward, we must be willing to discuss what we did, and what we will do differently next time. This proves that we take our mistake seriously and have thought it through and figured out ways to possibly improve the outcome. Whenever I've been apologized to in this manner, I feel safe and secure in my trust in that person once more. Now, I may proceed with caution, but I haven't lost all faith in set person's character. You may think that that first step, having that inner monologue and admitting it to yourself is the easiest step, but you may learn that that is the most emotional portion of all three steps, and it may turn out to be the hardest part of this whole process. But with practice, it does get easier to know and acknowledge when you are wrong, apologize, and plan for a better future. I feel like the more I incorporate 
all the general gist of the bullet points and the ways to go about these specific apologies that I have slowly started to incorporate in my life. I've found that I have found a happier sense of life, a happier sense of self, a happier sense of self-awareness. And I'm slowly learning and understanding ways that I can constantly become a better person and grow and evolve given any circumstance. Again, whether it be a positive one or a negative one. And I do know it's hard. It's super funny. I I love Shit's Creek. You watch this all the time if you've ever seen the show. The whole Rose family, whenever someone has to apologize and admit they're wrong, it becomes this comical act because it's very left. It's very outfield for them. It's not something that they do very often, but they're all learning. And you watch their separated relationship and how they barely know each other in season one in the first few episodes to – how they end all the way at the end of season six and how close of a tight-knit family they are. And I think it all becomes with like continuing to understand self-growth. And for me personally, the older I get, the more that I'm involved with my family and I talk to them and I've gained new respect from them for being older, for understanding that I can constantly evolve and grow has encouraged them to do so too. That famous saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks – drives me bonkers. I don't know about you guys, but it drives me bonkers because I really feel like if we have deciphered at one point in our life, like I am X amount of years old and I have accomplished X, Y, and Z and no one can tell me anything that I can learn from, then why are you still alive? Why are you still living? No one has it all figured out unless you're a god and I think even gods make mistakes. But I do feel that if you're willing to acknowledge and put a microscope upon yourself, it's scary. Oh, it absolutely is scary sometimes, but it is going to make you a better person in the end. Because I listen all the time. Everyone points out X, Y, and Z of everyone else doing everything wrong. And this person drives bad to, oh my gosh, would they move faster in this line or can this person speak clearer? I don't understand what they're saying. Whatever it is, it's it's just so easy to point out all these negative things about other people. And I think when we look in the mirror and we look internally, sometimes we can go on for hours about negativity about ourselves. But I think when it comes to something to sacrifice our strength as a human, we are not willing to go there. And sacrificing our strength in the sense of our power position, being a leader. But I promise you, it's going to be so much better for you and so cleansing. It feels so cleansing, I'm telling you. It really does. When you go through these steps, when you've done something wrong, fully admit it, fully dive in, admit it to yourself, figure out how to move on, move forward, be better next time. You may make the same mistake twice, but don't let it happen again and again and again and again and again. And always be willing to have the discussion with whether it be a full group of people you need to say I'm wrong, I'm sorry to, or just one-on-one person. Always be willing to hear their side too because what you're admitting that you did wrong might not necessarily coincide with what they think you did wrong. So you need to be open and willing to listen and hearing why they were affected and what hurt them in the process as well. And I hope that that just kind of leads to more of a happy 
self-aware life for you. So take it or leave it. I wanted to add in if anybody is interested in practicing their 200, 300, or 500 hour teacher training, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I am currently going through a program with Yoga Renew and I absolutely love it. If you've already gone through a program, it's a fabulous tool to jump back in for the year or if you're due to go into another training. They are absolutely fabulous and I feel that COVID has only made them stronger. For me personally, I'm able to go onto Zoom about three times a week and learn all different styles of yoga classes that I can teach for people that are suffering from an injury, specifically for a herniated disc, pregnancy, anything that someone's going through that wouldn't be the norm. They have made this huge library for us to be able to access. There's also a Facebook page and the program in general is a do it yourself, do as you please. So you can take two months to do it. You can take 12 months to do it. But I absolutely love them. If you're interested in it, I'm clearly passionate about it. Don't hesitate to reach out to me via DM on Instagram. Again, that is at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. In addition, I also wanted to talk to all of you about how I will be teaching more classes online since that seems to be the new norm. And the classes that I'm going to be teaching are going to be the two most requested types of classes. So the one class is going to be specifically this yoga stretch hybrid. It may be slightly a yin class or a restorative class for those of you who understand those terms. For those of you who don't, do not worry. This is a beginner to advance. We all need to stretch. We all need to breathe. We all need to get into that meditative state. And then the other class is going to be something that's more of uh, an advanced beginner intermediate class. So that will be a little bit more of a vinyasa flow, something a little bit more for those who wanted to go through more of a series as opposed to in resting positions and breathing into them. But I'm really excited. I, I have the time and the opportunity to do it right now. And we have these amazing tools like Zoom. And I just want to dive right in. So if you have any opinions about what days you would like to do them, currently I'm thinking Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And the times alter. Obviously, the weekdays I'm thinking more somewhere between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. to start. I personally would love to do a 7, 7.30 right after dinner. You can come, you can get onto your mat, you can get relaxed, take a shower, and then maybe read a book or have a glass of wine and watch your favorite TV show. So those are the ones I'm thinking. And then on Sundays, I was thinking of doing something more along the lines of 10 or 11 a.m. So you still have the rest of the day, but you're not forced to wake up too early. Let me know. Again, reach out to me in those DMs. Slide into those DMs on Instagram and let me know what you're feeling, what you would like personally. I am open and always willing to take in whatever requests you have. So do not hesitate to reach out on that. And in the end, enjoy this Labor Day weekend. I mean, wow. I really feel like I just celebrated my birthday, truly. So we have Memorial Day to kick off summer, then we have 4th of July, which is my birthday, to celebrate the middle of summer, and then we have Labor Day weekend, which is kind of the end of the summer and the end of it all, and it's crazy that it's gone by already. I remember all the posts 
in the beginning of summer and everyone using the tagline, summer's not canceled. And and truly, it wasn't. I'm really grateful for all the outdoors moments we've been able to have, even given this insane virus, given COVID in general and quarantine. But in return, I can't believe that summer's already over. So go out this weekend, at least where I am in Pennsylvania. It's a beautiful weekend. So enjoy some sunshine, enjoy some family time, and if not, enjoy some you time. <laughs> Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast, it would truly help me out if you would rate the show and leave me a detailed review. Maybe talk about your favorite episode or a topic you would like to hear about or something you truly like about this show. It means the world to me when I read those reviews and really helps me launch the show. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. Truly, this wouldn't be possible without you, my audience. So thank you so, so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.